0: Hi everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Internet Wellbeing Podcast. In this episode, I will ask myself a question: How does social media affect our well-being? So let's go. Imagine this situation. We are talking with your friend and suddenly he told you that there is this guy and he invented something really cool and thanks to it people could read each other's idea, transmit new concept and respond to what others were thinking. To me it looks like it was some kind of description of social media Scientists and innovators could disseminate their discoveries around the world and speed up innovation processes in almost every subject. Thanks to its availability, every idea could spread very fast, and including those that provoke hate and fear. From this definition, we can assume that it could be social media, it could be news, it could be books or some kind of newspapers, and we are not far from that truth because it was description of Johannes Gutenberg press invented in 1440. It's pretty funny that something that old compared to social media has very similar description. Then. Why I decided to give you this background. I wanted to show you that the problem of impact of any kind of media, including books, is very old. Otherwise, did you know that best-selling book in Middle Ages, apart from Bible, was How to Hunt and Kill Witches? not works of Galileo Galilei or Copernicus as you might assume so that's pretty funny in the first place I would like to explain something because some people get confused there is a big difference between screen time and time of using social media so when you see that someone has eight hours of screen time it doesn't mean that he's addicted to social media you have to check the time of each app to assume something like this. Then, how does social media affect our well-being? First thing, that people compare themselves to each other. It is the simplest answer, why do we use social media? We engage in them because they provide us with often useful information Uh, regarding how we stack up against our peers. But, however, when we compare ourselves to people on social media who are outperforming us, we end up feeling very envy and distress. It can lead to FOMO, fear of missing out, meaninglessness and body image dissatisfaction. According to studies, which I will link in the description, almost 25% of people who use social media for two weeks answered that they compared themselves with other people and more than one third of those people were feeling miserable because of it. I am curious who they were following celebrities or their peers and friends or even family because I'm just interested who has the worst impact on our well-being but unfortunately I don't know the answer but it would say a lot about social media what's more social media are perfect place for sharing our emotions but why we do this why some people bother to post photos of their newborn baby It is because people in strong positive and negative emotions are intensely motivated to share them and social media are perfect place to do it because they help to pursue our two goals and it is the satisfaction of our Socio emotional needs, and second is to normalize our experiences and savour positive states and our cognitive needs. So the first one is that people love to get positive feedback from their friends when something good happens, like birth of a child, and the second is that People are looking for a solution and help online. That is why the amount of users on social media is so helpful to achieve these two goals. On the other hand, social media provides opportunities to seek and provide support, but in ways that hurt other people's. So it is cyberbullying and trolling and others' antisocial behaviors that negatively impact uh, others' people's well-being. It is true that individual differences play big role in who engages in these acts, but some sort of features of social media promote them and this is for example social that social media strip away causes that activate empathic responses during face-to-face interactions which constrains aggressive behaviors and social media also make it easier for people to share their emotions when they peak and they are most motivated to do so for example when you get fired from your job through the phone you most likely won't get to your boss office and start to scream at him but it is more likely that you will share your desperation and anger on facebook yeah Also, social media plays a big role in spreading moral outrage because it is so easy to do this thanks to dehumanization of others. As you might see, indignation is spreading very, very fast online. Other interesting thing is that study found that people were uh, more likely to both come in contact with and respond intensely to declarations of moral outrage online versus offline. That's why any kind of protests work better online than offline. Now let's talk about active versus passive usage of social media. Is it better to be active user or passive? Preliminary studies says that different ways of using social media differently impact well-being. The passive consumption of information on social media undermines well-being by increasing upward social comparisons. But the active use of social media to exchange information and to connect with others enhances well-being by enhancing social capital and support. So, as you see, the answer isn't as clear as you might think about the effect of social media on our well-being. So, why in media there's this tendency to present social media as bad? The answer is really simple and it comes from our psychology, because... People always exaggerate negative effects, qualities or events and undermine those positive ones. That's why there is such narrative everywhere. But as with everything there is a little bit true in it. A lot of results in how we use social media. Because as I said before for some people it would be great experience to use Facebook or Instagram, and for others self torture or something. You know what I mean. That's why we should start trying to use it correctly. And the first step would be to spot problems which we have in social media and someone who is passive users and doesn't benefit at all from social media should start posting something and see how it affects his mood. It was just an example, but there are many ways to do so. There are also some well-known rules that can be helpful for somebody not using your phone as a first thing in the morning, or not using it before going to bed. It will also have a good impact for your sleep, but it doesn't matter now. What matters is how you feel after using social media. If you feel like something's wrong, you should start looking for reasons why this is so. And after you will spot them, you can do something about this. I know it is very hard to use social media in a healthy way, and also not using them is not an answer, but... With a little bit of effort, you can turn this experience into positive one and benefit from it. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and see you next time. Bye.